Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am still Morten Røvik and as always I am here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Tere Lars. Tere, Mr. Røvik. Good to see you and as always looking forward to recording another episode for all the GTDers and GTD curious listeners and viewers out there. We always start off by reminding everyone of the purpose of the podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. So we hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of this podcast to get an introduction to the basics of GTD. And today's episode number is number 66. And the topic of the day we've dubbed Hybrid Meeting Survival Guide. Exactly. And this... um modern age of uh, hybrid meetings i'm sure a few of you have been in them and uh, and f- and felt their shortcomings so i'm trying to to put together the best practices uh, so that you can get effective hybrid meetings uh, in your company and in your life and um, and reality so so Lars, have you had hybrid meetings uh, yourself have you done that? When we started talking about doing this uh, topic for today's podcast, the first thing that came to mind was actually um, uh, an online session that I did as part of my uh, trainer certification. Hmm. So I did my first test seminar for a company that I was uh, consulting for uh, back back in the day, back in 2014, 2015. And the uh, implementation session that we did afterwards, so supporting the attendees in, in uh, getting set up in, in Outlook, we did that remotely. And mm-hmm. it was hybrid in the sense that I was remote and everyone else, uh, I think 12, 15 people, were gathered in a meeting room. So I was, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, coming through the speaker, the big, uh, you know, uh, conference room phone in the middle of the room. Uh, I was on the big screen um, and trying to manage that and walk everyone through that. And um, it was a learning experience. Let's put uh-huh. it that way. It really was not a good way to, <laughs> to to do that. So really, really learned from that. All those different, you know, unique questions that came up around the table. And sorry, Lars, we're struggling with this part. And hey, I need to help you help with this part. And it really was a, yeah. it was a long, <laughs> long session. So mm-hmm. learned that that kind of mix uh, was um, not very good for me. No. So yes, no. I've tried that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Now I've done the same. Um, a client uh, did not tell me uh, that when we are going to do a virtual keynote, uh, they decided that some of them would be remote uh, together and some will be remote uh, single. And, and that is really uh, where you kind of, you are cut off from the internal humor at the table. You can't see mm. everybody, uh, you know, they're just this little square on your screen where you can see a lot of dots that represents human beings, but you don't see their reactions. So and that is, um, leads us very gently into which meetings works best or which meeting types works best and Mm. um, my uh, suggestion to this is that regular in-person meeting is uh, meetings are still best Uh, they work the best Um, that is if they have a good agenda that they are thought through so that they can be 
you know, our regular. We had did an episode on meetings in general, but this, so this is about the hybrid meetings. But at the same time, it is very important that if you do a, you know, physical meeting or a hybrid meeting, please make sure that you have a good agenda, that you thought through why this meeting is important. Uh, and make sure that um, you know the meeting becomes the best meeting it can be for the people uh, mm-hmm. there. So, but first, regular meetings in person works the best. Then, second best um, or least good. Then I don't know how to say <laughs> this because we could could have called it the worst or or something like that. But uh, regular meetings is the, still the the best way of doing things. Uh, digital meetings is number two, where everyone sits remote, and then hybrid meetings where some people are remote, uh, some people are in the room. Uh, you know, in a, a conference room with more than one one person in that conference room. Um, mm. And I will tell you why we think this is um, is, is so. Um, but it is if you use your common sense and start um, looking at meetings with a you know the eye that we should reduce friction and enhance communication because a meeting is about communication and technology can be the friction for that, so it's not efficient meetings. Mm. And um, so, so if you look at the, the meetings where you have remote workers um, working f- from home office, um, are on a you know a video conference solution at work, where they is, uh, are you know in the meeting with the others um, that are sitting around the table, that. Uh, becomes which in the pre-show we were trying to find a way to say this because there is an expression in Norwegian that Lars didn't know existed in Danish at least um, not on top of his head, but this um, is, it will be a class divider. So you have the the first class is the people who are in the room, mm-hmm. who are the, the attending and they they are co- they are commuting you communicating um, physical to each other. <coughs> And uh, the second class passengers are those remote. They are often forgotten or if not ignored, uh, um, hopefully not ignored and forgotten, but they are not, they don't feel like they are first class passengers in these meetings. They often go second class. So um, uh, I'm going to try and uh, give you my notes because I made a lot of notes on this. and uh, the more I read about it, the more wise I feel I am a little <laughs> after re- reading something. So, so this is what I what what I found, and what is anyway very important. Just a you know quick recap: what we think is you know gen- uh, general good meeting rules. So ask yourself if this, me- if this meeting is strictly necessary before sending out a notice. Summon only those who must participate. Send out an agenda before the meeting uh, if this is relevant. Follow up on issues that the previous meeting decided to do something about. And in the meetings where you are in the driver's seat for that, um, um, drive whatever you need forward. Uh, Decide on the desired outcomes, uh, next actions, who's responsible, when should it be finished. And then send out uh, meeting minutes after the meetings, a recap of what you have decided to do. Hmm. So <clears throat> those are the general meetings, uh, meeting rules as I've d- uh, 
rhythm down. Do you have any uh, additions to this, Lars? That comes no, to mind. I think that 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 covers uh, it covers it pretty well. Um, we we know that these meetings, in, in order for them to be productive, we we do need to have those components in place with a good, clear purpose, clear agendas, or at least people bringing their agendas, mm. wrapping up the meetings with good, clear uh, outcomes, next actions, who owns it, when when are we going to move forward on them? So um, I think we can refer at least people for those kind of details. We did a more in depth uh, dive into that in episode 60 called great meetings with gtd so mm. uh, curious about that one and head on back to episode 60 yes so <clears throat> and what i've uh, uh, you know gathered here there are some tips and tricks what i think you should consider doing and uh, you might i want to might want to stop and ask you what you think about this Lars, to give me a comment but um, when you are to not have this first and second class passengers in your meeting um, make sure that those, uh, if you are considering doing what we call a, a true hybrid meetings, defined as somebody is remote, somebody is in, in a, a meeting room, is to ask the, and this is um, what I call best practices for this, is ask people uh, remote for comments before asking people um, in the room. If you do that uh, as a you know, as, as your policy is that you always ask the remote people first and get them, you know, do a round. Hey, Lars, what do you think? Hey, Ule, what do you think? Hey, Curry, what, what do you think? And make sure that they are heard first. That means you will, you know, erase a little of the second uh, class feeling um, because they feel that they are, you know, important participants in the meeting. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, very good point. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and because what we will often find is that, you know, the, just the, the tiny latency and the, the, you know, in, in the voice and the inability to uh, clearly read people's faces in, mm. in that exact moment where you speak it, it's, you know, that's a, mm. that's a great tip to, to, to make sure that you check in with them first to at least make it as, a, as good a meeting as possible when it's a hybrid one. Yeah. And then my second tip is... Um, if you're going to use a whiteboard or a flip over to to uh, to illustrate something, make sure that you are you know doing that digitally. Um, mm. There, are, uh, both Microsoft and Google has uh, digital whiteboards. Um, it's Microsoft Whiteboard, part of the Office 365 suite. You can use that. And Teams, or, yeah. mm, in Teams, yes, and uh, and Google Jamboard. Uh, also exists that you can use if you're in, in the Google Wars. So do a digital variant instead of a physical one because it's really difficult to see unless you have a like you know five K camera or something you know uh, really good lighting and you know the the way and and these these cameras exists they're not very often you see them but they exist and you can. Uh, even zoom in on something that you would like to see, um, take the control of the camera, but that's not very often. Normally, if you are just a you know regular fixed camera, you can't do something. So, so use a, mm -hmm. um, a whiteboard that everybody can see. Um, my um, third tip is that when you are l working together or looking at a document, sh use a share variant of that like a shared document in Google Docs or a shared uh, notebook in OneNote so everybody can see the same thing so that you can follow 
what you are sharing and, and, and if you're going to edit that, everybody can see the edits live. That makes mm. a big difference. And, and the feeling of being you know, part of this, everybody is on the same, um, on the same page. Um, any comments? Does that make sense as well? No, I, you know that that also echoes how we use it in, internally. So, so for example, mm -hmm. when I have um, let's say meetings with uh, Espen, we have a shared document that we go through with uh, you know in the regular uh, monthly status meetings. Mm -hmm. So we have some common topics that we always walk through. We use the Google Suite internally, um, mm -hmm. which means that we can uh, see when when people join the document and. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's some kind of psychological effect or what what it is, but it's nice to see that you know I click my way in there and I see oh there's Espen and there's his you know cursor mm. or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, so you kind of see that that collaboration virtually going mm. on, and that's yeah I think that works well. Yeah, and another um, thing I like about Google Docs is that you can and Google Sheets that you can be warned or notified if somebody changes. Um, document so if you're part of a meeting uh, you can't attend somebody changes uh, you know the agenda document or there's a, a document where you write down you know the meeting notes then you will be notified by email that that actually changed and mm -hmm. or you can set that up to be notified that's an added yeah. bonus yeah helpful feature definitely <clears throat> mm, I, i'm not sure if um, one note um, has that but maybe it's something you can look at uh, if you're I interested. do believe that is uh, is the case that you can get the notifications when when things change there as well. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, something that you might um, consider, you know, because uh, uh, if you are having the possibility to have an open, if you have an open landscape. Um, where you have smaller meeting rooms, it, maybe you should consider that everybody, um, uh, instead of having people physically in the room, is making it uh, a remote meeting instead of a hybrid meetings. I know that people love to be together now that Corona is lifting, at least here in our region of the world. Um, people want to meet physically, uh, mm -hmm. and of course, but but then you 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 are then first and second class passengers. So maybe if you have the possibility to do it remote for everybody that's better for everybody actually so absolutely mm. and but the one of the challenges is and i saw that with a, a large global organization that i worked with earlier this year is that then you take up uh, you, may, you might end up taking up a, a meeting room just because you need to attend but then the four other people will sit in separate meeting rooms so that then starts to mm. um to maybe challenge the number of meeting rooms that you have available so uh, yeah. but that is certainly a, a, a good tip a good way to do it is to really mm. separate out so we all become equal participants in this virtual mm. meeting as opposed to the, the hybrid version mm. and another best practice is that if you are doing hybrid meetings um, to make sure everybody is on the equal footing or as much as much as possible um, maybe consider if you are the the, me the the calling the caller of the meeting you are the the meeting leader if I don't know if that's called an English meeting leader. What do you call that? Mm, sure. Yeah, the leader of the meeting, at least the one who's uh, responsible for the meeting. Um, maybe you should be remote so that you are mm. second, as, second class passenger so that when you are doing the, the meeting, you are uh, being very aware of the, 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 you know, the, 
the limitations of the remote uh, participants uh, maybe at a better um, you know a higher level of consciousness uh, towards the, the mm. remote people uh, how, what 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 do they, what do they, what do they see and how because you will be very aware of very quickly that you will not be able to follow exactly what goes on into the in the room unless we mm. get some really good uh, camera systems that can do that you will not yeah okay so um um, if you are doing a hybrid meeting, I'm suggesting that uh, if you have a round table or an oval table um, or even a square table, is that you gather people around one corner f facing as much as possible the camera. So that if you are four people in a room, don't sit around the table, but you know, try and cluster yourself so that everybody can see. Uh, through the camera so because I've seen meetings where people are half turned away from the camera so you can't mm. see their faces uh, fully and so make sure that uh, you are turning your face towards the camera and that you're as close as possible to your colleagues so that uh, the camera can zoom in on you if possible so that we can get uh, you know the better the, the facial expressions are the the first casualty of of meetings like this and you should mm. try and keep the casualty to count down uh, so that <laughs> it gets a better meeting so um um yeah so um and sometimes when you are, uh, and I read about this, and this this um, also makes sense for me, is that when you have remote meetings, that you know it's not just fifteen minutes. It's it gets tiresome, especially for for I don't know. And this is not me suggesting. This is science, uh, or at least there's research saying this that women get more tired than men of hybrid meetings. Um, and I don't know if this is, uh, and I don't know, this is not peer-reviewed uh, research, I think, but it was a, a claim, uh, let's call it that, that it, that is true. And uh, uh, I hope I don't um, make all our female listeners angry at me now, but, but maybe uh, if this is, if I'm going to speculate on if that is true, why? And then I think it might be because of women are more, um, conscious on how they look. Uh, men gives more. Don't care as much as how we look, uh, as long as we we are more or less shaven and look okay. It's it's okay. Uh, you have a shirt on. You combed your hair, and uh, voila, you're ready for a meeting. Uh, while a woman getting ready for for a meeting, especially if you're in hybrid, it, it's it's you need to put your makeup on, you have to do your hair, you have to put something nice, and you, you are more conscious on how you look than maybe men are. I, I don't know if I've no offended all, all women, <laughs> but I hope not. But, but if that is true, and I suggest that you, you go, if you feel that, you're, if you get tired of seeing yourself, you can hide yourself, the hide self-view. Most, um, both in teams and in... Um, in uh, Zoom, you can hide self-view, which means that you don't have to look at yourself. Everybody else will see you, but you can hide yourself so you, so, so you don't have to look at you. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know if this is symptomatic, but I'm, I don't see me now. <laughs> My meeting is, notice, is on top of, top of me, so I don't see me. So, um, What do you think about this? Am I, is this correct? No, but I think it's... 
Um, I, I would maybe, I, I also, I don't know, and I don't know about the study and all that. Um, I think it's maybe more that people tend to, some people tend to be more focused on reading other people's faces, emotions, trying to understand what's going on. And perhaps that trait is more common in women than in men. At least I know that I'll, I'll be more blind to that than, than for example, my, my wife. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know also from studies in general that, you know, it is very, very, you know, mentally exhausting to see all those people, people's uh, faces and try to read all of them uh, yeah. on the screen at the same time, mm -hmm. including your own. So, yeah. um, so that, that's certainly an aspect as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But um, what I alluded to, to uh, is, of course, that that you see, you see yourself. If you're tired to see you, uh, you're focusing on oh, how does my hair look? Do I look okay when I smile? How does everybody? How do how does that come across your self awareness and how you look? So mm -hmm. not what everybody else's look. But yeah, of course, everything is more difficult through a camera. It's easier to to read a facial expression or a body language, you know, a movement in the chair, if you can see the whole body and in mm. 3D and not in 2D and, uh, you know, just the, the head. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so um, that is more or less what I had on my, my meetings n notes for, for, you know, make a, um, let's call it hybrid meetings can suck less. Um, <laughs> And so that's our uh, survival guide as such. Um, uh, anything to add, uh, Lars, that you've, um, you know, thought, oh, why didn't he mention this? No, I think just overall the key takeaway, of course, the specific suggestions that you made mm -hmm. and, and, and overall the thinking is to be very aware of these and to be very disciplined when it comes to hybrid meetings. So mm. uh, see if you can avoid them, if you can't avoid them, see if you can somehow make them them better with the, the tips that you came up with. So mm. no, I think that that's it. But I would, uh, um, as always, ask our listeners as well. So, sure. you know, these are the thoughts from 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 Martin and myself. But, but what are your experiences when it comes to good meetings? Can they mm. be hybrid? Um, if that's the case, how do you then manage them? Any other tips that we get at? And we'll mm. follow up on that in the, in a future episode. Yeah, send us um, an email at podcast at gtdnordic.dk. Uh, what are your best tips for how can a hybrid meeting suck less? <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we are asking now, aren't we? <laughs> so That would be great to learn from you guys. Yeah, yeah indeed. So um, are we ready to say it's a little shorter episode? We are around 22 minutes, but um, good. It's short and sweet, but um, to the point. Uh, take us out, Lars. <laughs> yeah, um, and when Morten says that, he refers to me saying that we always wrap up these episodes with a quick reminder to head on over to gtdnordic.com to have a look around because on that site you will find the links to the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And on each of those you can find articles about GCD, links to the newsletters, groups on social media, and of course all of the different offerings regarding speeches, coaching, and seminars, both the virtual and the physical ones. If you are outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partner. And also just a quick reminder to have a look at gtdsummercamp.com. 
www.summercamp.com. Yes. So this is a place to go to learn more about the uh, nonprofit summer camp that we have for GTD years in the Nordics and in the world in general. Mm. Um, it'll take place in the Nordics, more specifically in Denmark in June. Um, Morten and I will be there. We have participants now from eight different countries uh, as far as I'm uh, up to date. Um, mm. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll certainly level up your GCD game. So, so have a look at that. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you there. Yeah, indeed. Hold that thought. I just want to make a <laughs> short comment there because I, I, I really enjoyed last year. We did it last year as well. And, and what I enjoyed a lot was the diversity of people coming. There were yeah. people who are just fresh to GTD, somebody who's been doing it for years after years, decades uh, even, mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, just coming together for a short weekend and to discuss what we, uh, you know, love and, and, uh, and feel, is, uh, feel, uh, feel is helping us. Uh, and you will up your game, you will hang out with uh, like-minded people. And it is uh, uh, as, as cheap as possible. We all work for free. I travel there, large travel there for free. We don't, you know, not for free, <laughs> but we, <laughs> I wish we could travel for free, but we are doing it for our own machine and our own wallet and, uh, and, yeah. and we give our time away. So if you want to hang with us, hang out with us and, and learn from, you know, uh, um, me and Lars, but also all the other um, uh, people who are going to um, um, do stuff there, please uh, consider coming. I would love to see you all. And if you are outside the Nordics or the, the summer camp is uh, in Denmark, go outside. We have people for... What's what? Do you know on top of your head what nations we are seeing people from? Uh, Norway, um, Sweden, Denmark, so, Finland? Yeah, exactly. Iceland, uh, yeah, Norway, yeah, Norway, Sweden... Denmark, um, Estonia, uh, mm -hmm. Netherlands, Germany, mm -hmm. uh, the US, I ah. think is the list uh, right now. Oh, cool. So even across the across the pond. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, uh, so if you consider that, go to gtdsummercamp.com, gtdsummercamp.com, and, and sign up. It's uh, it's going to be a blast. So hmm. now, Lars, back to you. <laughs> now I will say my last line, which is that we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. If uh, this episode or GTD in general has made a difference in your life, then please consider helping us spreading the message to more people by giving the podcast a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, it really helps the uh, discoverability of the podcast. More people will learn GTD, and that's why we're here. So thanks. Hmm. Well, until next time, people, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.